Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. You've all heard it said before, in a moment of frustration or exhaustion, you, you maybe have heard somebody exclaim before, you know what, I'm just ready to throw in the towel. I'm done. I'm over it. I don't know why I keep trying. I don't know why I keep pressing. I don't know why I keep investing the effort and the energy. And I just, I don't understand. Uh, it, you know, it, it's just, it's tough sometimes. And you know what, I just want to, I just want to throw in the towel. Let me give you a little historical context here. You, you, that phrase actually comes, was birthed in the sport of boxing. And what would happen in the sport of boxing is this, that, you know, there's all these people on the ring side and there are contenders in the ring and they're going at it and they're bashing one another's brains in. And what would happen is when one opponent would get so weak and get pummeled so hard that he had lost all coherency and was unable to really process things for himself, the trainer on the opposite side would say, hey, he's had enough. He, he can't really speak right now, but I'm going to speak for him, and I'm throwing in the towel. And when they throw in the towel, that means the fight is over. The struggle has ceased. In other words, when you throw in the towel, what you're saying in effect to your enemy is this, you will have no further problem out of me. You're not going to have any more problem out of me. Well, let me tell you this this morning, church, and let me correlate this really quickly. In the Bible, you and I are called to fight the good fight of faith. You and I are called to fight the good fight of faith. As a matter of fact, Jude wrote to the church in, in the third verse of Jude's epistle. He says this, Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compared to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. Jude's writing here, he says, I've got an eagerness in my spirit and I feel an urgency, a compulsion to write to you and urge you to contend for the faith. I feel an eagerness this morning to speak to someone in this place to tell you and to compel you to contend for the faith. There's some of you that your adversary is coming against you. Every fiery dart of his arsenal is aimed at you and he has pummeled you from every side imaginable of late and maybe you're standing on the sideline today and you're asking the question, what's the use? What's the purpose? Why am I going to continue to subject myself to this? And I try not to complain, so I won't. However... I cannot tell you the times that I have faced intense personal attacks of the adversary in my life. And I just, I feel that so strongly at times. And I'm slightly irritated by it, but I'm also encouraged by this because I know that a great attack always comes as a precursor of something dynamic opening up in my life. 
And I believe the same is true for you. And if your adversary could do anything right now, it would be to hinder you from getting to the promise that God has for you and to have you to throw in the towel and say, listen, I'm tired of fighting this. I don't care what's waiting on the other side of the mountain. I'm tired of climbing. I don't care what's on the other side of the valley. I'm tired of walking in the darkness. I don't care what's waiting on the other side of the river. I'm tired of treading water and I'm just going to throw in the towel. I'm going to stop. I'm going to quit. I'm going to settle right here and I'm not going any further. And I've got to tell you that as much as I'm encouraged sometimes with the knowledge of the hope that something good is on the way, I must confess that I am human and sometimes the climb gets hard. I understand that. I'm human and sometimes the way seems rough. I am human and sometimes the question comes to mind, what is the use? If there's one thing I'm learning in this, along this way of faith, it's this. That the adversary doesn't necessarily care if I never renounce my faith in Christ. He doesn't necessarily care if I ever deny Christ. But what he is vehemently uh, concerned about and would be thrilled about is if he could just get me to throw in the towel and give up the fight. Because if I throw in the towel and give up the fight, then I become a nominal Christian. And nominal Christianity doesn't move mountains. Nominal Christianity doesn't see souls saved. Nominal Christianity doesn't usher in deliverance to those around us. Nominal Christianity is not an effective witness in the community. Nominal Christianity doesn't lay hold of the promises of God that in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. And I'm here to tell you today, church, that there is a demonic fervor aimed at your life and at mine with the intent that we give up the fight. There's a man in the Bible of whom the devil speaks and he says expressly that his purpose was to get him to throw in the towel. There was a man in the Bible that is described that we might say as fighting the good fight of faith. We find this man in a book that the title bears his name and in Job chapter 1 verse 1 we read these words in the land of us there was a man whose name was Job and this man was blameless and upright and he feared God and he shunned evil oh he was fighting the good fight of faith it didn't matter what the world around him was doing it didn't matter where society had gone he stood on the side of righteousness it didn't matter how his friends tried to influence him what they tried to pull him into he stood on the side of righteousness he feared God and he shunned evil how many of you know if you're really after it and you're fearing God and you're shunning evil in this present age then then you're gonna be a standout you're going to be a witness. You're going to be a lighthouse. You're going to be a testimony. How I many of you also know that if you want to fear God and shun evil, it's an uphill swim? Uphill battle, swimming against the current. Right? I got it. Okay. So in essence, the devil says of this man, I'm going to make him so question his commitments to the Lord that he throws in the towel, that he quits, that he gives up. And we read on beginning in verse 6 here. And it says, if you've got your Bible, please turn Job chapter 1, beginning in verse 6 there. And it says, on the day, on, one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. And the Lord said to Satan, hey chump, no, I'm sorry, that's, that's not in the text. 
the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job that there is no one like him? He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has and you have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and his herds are spread throughout all the land but now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. He'll give up. He'll give up. You withdraw your blessing for a minute. He'll give up. Let me touch him. I'll be sure and I'll see to it that he gives up. And for those of you that know the story from this point forward, everything in Job's life that could go wrong did go wrong. You know, he was a a man with a lot of kids and they all died. He was a man who was rich with livestock and it all disappeared, stolen by his enemies. He He was a healthy man, but then sickness came. And maybe today you feel like Job. Maybe you've lost all hope and you're ready to throw in the towel. You might be hiding it really good from those around you, but you can't hide it from God. Maybe you're, you're not at the point of throwing in the towel, but you've been suffering from this quiet depression and you've just been going through the motions, not really caring about anything. Maybe today you're considering giving up and you don't matter what a preacher says. But I want to tell you today, as children of God, we have the answer to the questions, the tough questions of life when you feel like throwing in the towel. The word of the Lord answers the questions, how do we hang on when we feel like giving up? The Bible gives the answer for the question, how do we find strength to persevere? Where does the power come from to keep us strong? Today I want to share with you just a few key thoughts to help you during those times when you feel like throwing in the towel. Number one, if you're taking notes, understand that God is in control. God is in control. No matter how hopeless, no matter how painful, unpleasant, or discouraging the circumstances are, God is in control. Not only is God in control, but God has a purpose, and it doesn't involve His children giving up, living in despair, or living in panic. He's in control. And when we go through events and times in our lives that cause us to want to give up, we need to remember that God has a reason for everything that is permitted to come in our lives. And we need to trust Him. And we need to trust that He's in control. We may not always understand the reason or the purpose, but that's when our faith kicks in. And we understand Romans 8, 28. That God will work all things together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purposes. God, I know you're working it out. Somebody, hey, look at your neighbor right now and tell him, I know God's working it out. I know God's working it out. Job lost everything he had. He suffered much. And then finally, in the last few chapters of the book of Job, God speaks to him. And when God finished speaking to him, God gave him the opportunity to reply. And here's an important part of Job's reply. We find it in chapter 42, verse 2. And it says this. Here's a man that has lost everything he's had. It's been robbed from him. It's been taken away. And he replies to God and he says this. I know that you can do all things. 
and no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Oh, Lord, some of you need to get that down deep in your spirit today. You may be going through it right now. You may be facing trouble and adversity, but I want to tell you today, no weapon formed against you can prosper and no plan of God can be thwarted. He will see you through. If he brings you to it, he will see you through it. No one can defeat or change the plans and the purposes of God. In 597 B.C., the kingdom of Judah was being held captive by the nation of Babylon. And the people of Judah were in what seemed like a hopeless situation. We quote this verse all the time, but I want to give you a little backstory. Because sometimes we don't always, we just got our favorite refrigerator magnet verse or something like that, and we just quote that thing and we forget where it came from. Oh, it's encouraging nonetheless, but when we put it in the grander scheme of things, it takes on a whole new meaning. But here's these people, and they were in what seemed like a hopeless situation. And it was in, during that time that the prophet Jeremiah brought a message of hope for the people. And he came thundering the word of the Lord, and he said to them, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. A plan not to destroy you, not to let you wallow here in this oppression, but a plan to give you a future and a hope and to be a blessing to you. That's what I've got planned for you. Babylon may have besieged you right now, but understand that hasn't done anything for my purposes for you. I know the plan I have for you. It's going to come to pass. God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, I tell you, God has a word for you today, whatever you're going through, and it is, for I know the plans that I have for you. Amen? <laughs> Though the original hearers of this word faced a hopeless situation, they'd lost their homes, they'd lost their lands, they'd lost their independence. God looked past, though, that present situation. And I'm telling you right now, God's looking past your present situation. He's looking beyond your present struggle, and he sees what's on the other side. You just cling tight to God. You understand that he's in control, and you keep following hard after him. God is in control. Number two, trust in God's power. The worship leader and songwriter Don Moen wrote a song many years ago, God Will Make a Way. The words are, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. Jeremiah 32, 17 says this, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for God. Absolutely nothing. You may say, well, pastor, you don't know my spouse. I'm telling you the word of the Lord says nothing is too hard. <laughs> so you say, Pastor, you don't know my boss, I'm telling you. Nothing is too hard for God. You don't know my situation, again, nothing is too hard for God. You don't know my pain, again, nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too impossible for God. He specializes in accomplishing the impossible. 
He can raise the dead. He can heal the blind. He can heal the deaf and the mute. He's the creator of all things. He can heal the brokenhearted. He can restore the broken relationships. If it seems hopeless, God is able to do whatever it takes to fulfill His plan and His purposes in our lives. And we need to trust in God's power. Number three and finally, place your hope in Jesus Christ. Don't put your hope in your pastor. Don't put your hope in your parents, your spouse. Can I tell you what? There's a lot of dysfunctional families. There's a lot of dysfunctional marriages in this world today. And the reason being that people are trying to expect the fulfillment out of another person that they should be getting from Christ and Christ alone. Put your hope and put your faith in Jesus Christ alone. Don't put your hope in your parents, your spouse, your kids, or anyone else other than Christ. Our true hope is in Jesus and in Him alone. He is the only one who will never fail us. He's the only one that will never let us down. It is through Jesus that we have been forgiven of sins and we have the promise of everlasting life. The songwriter William Bradbury said it best when he said, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Come on, somebody. Listen. Romans 15, verse 13, Paul writes to the church and he says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. My my prayer for you today is that if you've been in this place and you've experienced the presence and the power of God, that when you go out to face whatever life holds for you, that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, this is, this is God's plan for our lives. In the midst of everything that looks hopeless, God offers us hope and joy and peace which surpasses all understanding. When things look bad, when there seems to be no hope, when the situation looks so desperate, don't throw in the towel. Some of you already have. I think it's time for some of us. To take it back up again. Some of, some of you need to go to the threshold of hell and you need to say, listen, I rescind my previous decision. I threw it in, but I was wrong. I'm taking it back. You're not having my hope. You're not having my joy. You're not taking what God gave to me. You're not robbing me of my promise. I'm taking it back. I threw it in, but I was wrong. 
I'm taking it back and by the strength and the help and the anointing of Almighty God, I'm going forward. God's going to see me through. God's going to see me through. Come on, church, don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. Don't give up. Press on. Press on. I know it's hard. Press on. I know all of the situations testify against God's power in your life, but press on. Move ahead. Keep on keeping on. Scripture tells us that in all, in the midst of all that was happening in Job's life, he never stopped believing that God was in control. And I love this. And maybe this needs to be your anthem today if you're going through something. Maybe, maybe the words of Job from chapter 19. I mean, right here in chapter 19, he's in the thick of it. He's in the heat of the battle. And his friends are all around him, or so-called friends, and they're advising. And let me tell you something. Some of the advice you're getting is about worth what you're paying for it. Okay? Your counsel comes from word of the Lord and from the Holy Spirit some of the naysayers that are around you just need you just need to tune it out but in response to those people that said oh Job if you were living right you wouldn't be going through this Job, Job if you had to handle things the right way this wouldn't be happening to you I mean he's in the heat of it right here chapter 19 and in verse 23 we begin and we read these words Job says oh that my words were recorded that they were written in a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead or engraved in a rock forever. I don't, he didn't need a number two pencil. Do you understand what I'm saying? He wasn't going to change his answer. He wasn't looking to revise it later. He said, I want it written down in a very permanent way that everybody would understand that this is where I stand on the issue. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end I will he will stand on the earth and after my skin has been destroyed yet in my flesh I will see God I myself will see him with my own eyes I am not another how my heart yearns within me the trouble of this world means nothing to me right now because I know that my Redeemer lives after I am gone and this flesh has been corrupted, I still, on the resurrection day, in my flesh, am going to stand before I'm not about to throw in the towel. I'm not about to give up on my promise. I'm not about to let go and let Satan have his way in my life and in my community. See, unbelief is all around us. And it'll pull us down into hopelessness. We need to remember that God will never fail us. We have the victory. Let us understand that God is in control. Let us rest and trust in the power of God. And let's place our hope in Jesus Christ alone. We don't have to flounder in hopelessness. But we can walk in victory. When, when you are feeling like throwing in the towel, when you're suffering from a quiet depression simply call upon the Lord he's as close as the mention of his name and you don't have to be in defeat 
wise preacher once said, Jesus has already won the victory. It's up to you to enforce it. Take up your towel. Rely on the strength and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Press on. In Jesus' name. Press on. Would you stand? We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.